Hello, everyone, and welcome to the debut episode of Hotline League. Taking your calls, joined right now by Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Pretty good. Had a long day. It's going to keep getting longer. I was watching VODs all day, had a meeting with Riot, went to Scar's house. Now I'm here. Going to try and be up till about 5 a.m. Uh, again, my sleep schedule is set for Worlds. Yeah. Well, for those of you that don't know what the show is, it's pretty much all of you because Mark and I are still figuring out what it is, but we like the idea of having a call-in show. And so here we are, Hotline League. It's uh, 10 p.m. on a Wednesday, and so we know that everybody's sitting at home right now. You're thinking. You got some questions about League of Legends. You got some questions about your life. You got some questions about esports, and uh, my co-host Mark and I are here to answer those questions and give you all the advice you could ever need. Yeah, any, anything is, is valid. You're an angry TSM fan about how you're getting hated on by Thorn and all these other bullies. You can call in, let us know how that feels. Talking about worlds, what teams you're looking out for, what it's like being a bronze scrub. Anything and everything will be fielded almost. But the way it's going to work is you guys can type what you want to talk about in the general chat of the Discord, which uh, Travis will be putting on screen. And then uh, I'll be kind of pruning who I think looks like they have some interesting stuff to say. I'll pull you into the waiting room, uh, make sure your microphone's working, all that kind of stuff. And then when we're good to go, we'll bring you on air for a conversation. There you go. So you heard it right there. Join the Discord. Get in the chat. Get going. You're gonna uh, When you join, you're going to put your question in the general chat. And, uh, and then Mark is going to go ahead and we'll figure out how to get you in. Uh, in the meantime, Mark... While the Discord is filling up and people are putting their questions on the chat and everything's going on, talk to me about Worlds Prep, because you're getting ready. This is on the horizon. Yep. I just had a two-hour meeting at Riot, uh, and we were just it was the whole on-air broadcast team talking about like storylines we want to hit for every team, uh, stuff like that. So uh, I have watched groups A, D, part of B, and part of C. So I still have a little bit more prep to do, uh, to be 100% honest, but I got some long nights ahead of me to do that. Yeah. There's also a lot of people in chat making fun of my lighting compared to you, so I think I need to go run into my room and, and steal a light. <laughs> I mean, you can't. If, I think people just like the color of my lighting. Yes, I mean I, I have a colored light. I oh, really? Grab okay. It. That's not racist. So I noticed Mike Spam and uh, Zodiac Sheep both in the Discord, ready to join the chat and talk to us. They're subs, so I believe in them. They're not going to have stupid questions. If you want to pull them in. I see um, Mike Spam's question. What was the other guy's name again? Uh, Zodiac Sheep. He's in. Mike okay. Spam's joining us. Okay. Hello. I am. Mike Spam. Uh, Hi, you want to go by Mike Spam? Is that your... Sure. Okay. That's fine by me. And where where are you from, Mike Spam? The suburbs of Seattle. Suburbs sir. of Seattle. we got Mike Spam calling in with a question. Mike Spam, what is your question for Mark and I? All right. So it's been a couple of months since Rift rivaled, and we're right at the beginning of Worlds. Does anyone care about what happened at Rift Rivals? And after Worlds, will anyone care what happened at Rift Rivals? And with that answer in mind, next year, what would it take to get you to actually care about Rift Rivals? All right. Sounds Let's like you're assuming you don't care about Rift Rivals right now. Correct. And that's probably a fair assessment. Mark, uh, my colleague here, I would ask you, did you care about Rift Rivals at all until, especially before North America look, was looking like it was going to win? Uh, I cared about Rift Rivals before it started. I thought it was a fun event. I actually liked the idea of the first Rift Rivals more when it was like 
uh, everyone kind of plays against each other and almost like a crew battle kind of style versus like a group stage kind of thing. So I was actually a little disappointed with the change. Uh, I thought it went from like being more fun to more serious. And then we won the more serious version. That was cool. Even if EU stomped, I would have been like, you kind of had it coming after MSI. Yes. So I think uh, definitely, you know, there were some questions about if people cared about Rift Rivals until North America, you know, North America obviously cared a lot about it once we started to win. And then I think now nobody really cares about Rift Rivals other than we'll brag about it a little bit whenever NA inevitably plays EU. But until then, you know, it doesn't really matter. So uh, and in terms of what would it take for next year, I think incorporated uh, maybe, you know, it felt too maybe one off for me. So you either make it really goofy and really fun like the original format or you you change it. Um, so that it feels like it's more incorporated into the system a little bit more. But I think that's the, that's the answer for us, Mike Spam. Thank you so much so, for the question. Real quick, just to build off of that, because yeah. I think this is the logical next step. Can Rift Rivals and All-Stars both exist in the same circuit? Uh, I personally think that I like the idea of Rift Rivals just being more fun. I think it's kind of weird to ask teams in the middle of their season to stop what they're doing and go have fun. Um so it's a tough question. I, I think I would prefer to, you know, put the pressure on the teams to go to an event than not. Um, though I do know that pro players are kind of overworked right now a little bit. So it's touchy, but I, I prefer to see more events than not. Yeah. Very good. Thank you so much, anyway, Mike Spam, thanks. for the question. Mike Spam from Seattle, sending you back. All right. Uh, what do we got next? I know that we have Zodiac. Zodiac Sheep asked a question there. I don't know if you want to take it, but he is a sub. So he does get some sort of preferential treatment there. Oh, we, are we doing preferential treatment even on the first episode? Well, we'll do it for these Working two guys. Working hard for those dollars. We'll do it for those two guys. All right. I'll pull Zodiac Sheep in. Zodiac Sheep, where are you from? Joining us. Hello. I am from most recently New Mexico, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to have you on the show, Zodiac Sheep. Zodiac Sheep, what is your question for Mark and I? So it's a question more directed at Mark. I have noticed that over the course of this season, support items have been very strong, namely most recently Sensor, but also Redemption for a very long time. Um, not only has the power level been quite high, I feel as though it took a long time for those items to get nerfed. So I just want to know how you feel about that, why that might be the case, and you think it's good or bad for professional play. There you go, Mark. That's all, all you All right. Yeah, uh, so there's a couple parts here. Number one, so I think the reason Riot ends up having support items technically overtuned is because the support rule sucks ass to play. And no one really wants to play it in terms of casual players and stuff like that. Some people, you know, there's some crazy people who like support for some reason. But for the most part, they kind of need extra incentives. And, and having strong items that make them feel impactful versus just being ward bots is really important. And so you end up with these items with very strong actives or passives so that they can feel like they're contributing more to the game. Um, I think that's why you don't see them nerfed very quickly is because Riot wants big, strong items uh, for them to be able to use. Um, and that's that's the big thing. So I don't feel like they're necessarily broken in the context that uh, supports need them. I don't feel like supports are taking over the game. Like you don't see multiple redemptions, multiple of these uh, ardent sensors. That said... Uh, I do feel like it crowds out the the pool or like it very heavily shapes the meta of like what you're allowed to buy and what you're able to play as a champion. Very All good. right. Um, just quick 
follow-up, it seems like when support items are very strong, they get abused by, right now, jungle, but also occasionally top lane. Um, is that is that a problem, a fixable problem, etc.? Uh, I mean, outside Locket and Ivern. And Gargoyle Stoneplate plus Locket. Yeah, but Gargoyle Stoneplate isn't a support item. It's a tank item, technically. Yeah, but I'm just saying there's existing synergy there that exists for top lane and jungle, but not for support. As sure, much. sure. And I mean, that's that's kind of how things are going to go. At the end of the day, there's still the gold problem for supports where they just receive less gold than anyone in the game. And that's always probably going to be an issue. Uh, so there'll be more opportunities for top laners and junglers if they're building these items to synergize with other items and, and maybe find some, some more powerful combination. But I mean, like Knight's Vow, it's a support slash tank item. Gargoyles don't play it the same way. Lock it the same way. And outside of Ivern abusing Redemption, which is you know strictly a support item, I don't think the the support items have too much of an issue. All right. Well, thanks very much for asking my question, and I hope the rest of the show is just as good. Thank you, Zodiac Sheep, for your calling. So, Mark, there's an interesting thing on our on our pilot episode, our premiere episode. Many people are subbing just to ask questions. I knew this was going to happen, Travis. This is why I said you're really you're really grubbing for the money right now. Well, that was not the plan. I just uh, oh, you know, there are okay. existing supporters. No, no, no. I figured maybe we'd do this in a future episode, but there were existing supporters, so it was hard to turn them down. And uh, I don't know, but we do have Resist Impulse and Lotus, who are both just recently subbed. I know are asking questions. Oh God, let's get this one out of the way. As as well as Sour Guy three six six five. If you are just tuning in, this is a call-in show. Taking your calls on Discord. Here's the Discord information right there on screen uh, as Mark goes and gets somebody else for the, for the Is call. Is Alex in here? We'll, we'll, we'll just get her out of the okay. way. All right. Well, Hello. Hello. Uh, Lotus. Hey, where are Whoa. you calling from? Is my, uh, my mic working? Yeah, yeah a little right. bit of an echo. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me turn down everything. Right. Um, yeah, your skin, uh, your skin's looking really nice lately, Travis. Thank you, thank I you, was, Lotus. Uh... Where are you from? Uh, where are you calling from? <laughs> I am, uh, I am from NorCal right now. I'm originally from LA. Okay. As you know, we, uh, we were roommates. I don't recall uh, that at all. Oh, <laughs> that hurts a little bit. Yeah. What is your I question, understand. Lotus? Oh, yeah, um, what kind of face cream do you use? Because your skin... All right. It's nice actually lately. all natural. Thank you so much, oh, Lewis, really? for your time on the show. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh... All right. So that was a great <laughs> call-in from Lotus. All right, guys. Let's try and keep it professional. Okay, I know Travis uh... and I are good-looking fellows, but we're here to talk about League of Legends. Well, basically. League of Legends or, you know, anything more broad. But, uh, you know, flirting with me on the show, a little, little I guess, too much. I guess if this. someone wanted advice on how to pick up girls in League, yep. that'd, be, that'd be tangentially related enough. Funny story, actually, Mark. I was at... Uh, CSDLB, a little bit late because I was at my alma mater, uh, Long Beach State, asked me many questions, including how do you get out of the friend zone? That was one of the questions I received during my my show. And uh, Avli was in the audience. She drove up to see it, and she said he doesn't know how. So it was a great, great time on the show. Uh, Always looks like we got Resist Avli. Impulse in the waiting room if you want to go. I'll go double check to make sure there's no check echoes. Check his audio issues. Uh, again, thank you, everyone, for tuning into our premiere show, uh, our pilot episode of... Hotline League. Hopefully, eventually, we get a producer who can manage uh, bringing people in. But for now, Mark is checking everything out. How's it going? Resist Impulse. Welcome to the show. Dude! 
Long time listener, first time caller. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, kind of impossible, but history of the show, right? Resist impulse. Where are you calling from? <laughs> I'm calling from Maryland, from the East Coast. It's 1 a.m. over here, 1:30. Yeah, very, very good. Thank you for staying up so late to uh, to listen to the show. Sounds like you've been listening to a lot of our episodes in the past. Resist impulse. What is your question <laughs> for Mark and I? I got several. I want to just like. Speed, speed shoot them. So first, the uh, softball first episode question. What's your biggest influence for creating a call-in show? Is it like Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla, Howard Stern, H3H3 podcast? Honestly, I think I've just noticed that there have been some other streamers that have been doing kind of like IRL streams where they just chat with people on Discord, strangers. And so I think Mark and I right around the same time had the idea of like, what if we could use that kind of technique to create a call-in show? And uh, it just seemed like a pretty easy enough thing for the two of us. You know, we were both interested in doing it. League Weekly, there's not as much League of Legends to talk about uh, right now before World starts, so it just seemed like a convenient time to try it. So, yeah. Heck yeah. And I'm loving the theme. Yeah, thank you. Uh, now I got a more League-based question. I think Mark might be able to answer this. I'm not sure. I tried yeah. tweeting some people. But... I've noticed in pro games that dropping a ward onto a Thresh Lantern has become meta. So my question is, is it possible to zoom in far with the scroll wheel to then click on the Thresh Lantern? Uh, it's still difficult to do because uh, it's more about like the hitbox. And when you zoom in, the hitboxes don't necessarily become uh, more like like proportioned. Like they're not better or she might be that your mouse was missing so you might play more act but like if the ward is still active on top of the lane you're more likely going to end up auto attacking the ward has riot discussed in public the like size of those hitboxes uh i don't think there's uh, anything that i know of and I, I doubt they would change it because i think they the the hitbox is there you know to make sure that people when they're trying to clear wards it's not like like you're playing a bullet hell game you know they want it to still be pretty easy Okay. Um, and then the last question, uh, kind of for the fans, maybe. Is it better to be Mark's hair or Travis's beard? I'll take that question off the air. Okay. I don't I don't know if we're supposed to answer that at that point in time. Uh, did he mute himself or did you mute him? <laughs> no, he, he muted himself. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was great if you're like, I don't like where this is going. You muted him. I, I threw him out of there. All right. All right. Thank you, Resist Impulse, for the call from Maryland. I, I don't know how to answer that question. It sounds like... Uh, we're going to have to, you know, figure that out later. Some I can't tell if there's some roboting going on. Or, oh, there's just some lag, I guess. Okay. Is that is that on my end or your end? I think it was on my end, but people said it's working well now. So there we go. We were waiting on Rafter to join. Here we go. This is basically what I was hoping to talk about. TSM fans. Hello, Rafters. Yep. <laughs> Welcome What's going to on, guys? the show. Where are you about from, Rafters? Uh, North Cal, Bay Area. Bay Area. I'm headed up there tomorrow, actually. Nice, nice. I went to Worlds last year, so. Are you an original Bay Life fan? Are you a season two TSM fan? Uh, no. Um, I'm actually not too big on TSM. I just like to talk about them. Okay, so what uh, is your? I was, question? I was hoping to get in contact with a real TSM fan. Yeah, what is okay, your question? Nice. Sorry, Rafters. Um, so I was just kind of wanted to have a conversation about TSM in general, and uh, specifically how, I guess, the organization is treated by people who aren't who don't like TSM like unfavorably because of how the fan base is. Um, a lot of the fans are like, at least in the Reddit are pretty toxic. 
So it sort of like gives a negative impression of people on TSM, even though I think that there's good things that um, TSM can sort of like make the world see of NA. Yeah. So what is the question specifically? Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I guess why, um, what do you think the main reason for people being uh, toxic about like toxic towards TSM is besides their fan base? Well, I think, uh, you know, TSM commands probably the, you know, definitely the biggest share of the fan base. And if you told me that they were like 50% or above, I wouldn't be surprised either, uh, especially when you broaden out to casual fans. And I mm -hmm. think that, you know, the, the popular team in any kind of situation often commands like the most fandom. And so you obviously are going to get that kind of like counterculture movement of people that are like, no, fuck TSM. I don't like those guys. Like, everybody always, you know, all these TSM fans. But down with TSM, I want somebody like CLG, Cloud9, somebody else to win. And so I think that's why, you know, oftentimes those people... And oftentimes I think, you know, I, I can refer you to a 45-minute video that a colleague of mine did about TSM fans. But I think, <laughs> you know, when you have TSM fans that are so strongly and staunchly passionate about that team, you're obviously also going to create a situation where you know, people feel, uh, you know, they become as passionate about opposing that team and sort of what they stand for. So, and to, to, it's to, almost... pile, to pile onto the idea of opposing them, they're also the best team in North America. So there's always people who just hate the best team. It's in, it's in every sport. People hate the Yankees. They hate the Patriots. Anything that they do that rubs you the wrong way that would be overlooked for a worse team is suddenly more annoying because they're so good. Uh, and then, if you go back in history a little bit, they were used to be very outspoken when like Reggie was a, a larger part of like the forward facing brand. Mm -hmm. um, so he was, he was someone who always had some controversy following him and that created some enemies. I mean, it's similar effect with G2. I think G2 is looked at similarly to TSM. I think I remember seeing, um, I think Scara and you, Mark, were talking about how, um, maybe I don't know, uh, about how G2 was viewed similarly to in the world to TSM and how we're both like, you know, TSM and G2 are the Western teams that are both, uh, you know, are on an equal level when it comes to uh, Worlds. All right, exactly. And then you throw in that, like, they, they tend to <laughs> recently have dropped the ball uh, in international competition. It's even easier for people to be like, oh, God, I hate them. They always do so well. Even their own fans start hating them. You know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I, rem I remember when TSM lost to RNG last year, and, like, it was just toxic in the arena. It was pretty funny, though. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it was just there's just so much – you know, I, I do feel like some people have been let down by TSM, you know, and that's kind of what you're seeing is whenever they do lose and people feel like they're this hope, you know, it's very easy for, you know, fans to turn on them. Again, I think you see that type of thing in traditional sports, but Mark is more of the traditional sports guy than I, so he would have to. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. If, if your team keeps laying you down, you just start hating them, even though you're a fan of them. Yeah, very good. Well, hey, thanks so yeah. much, Rafters, for joining the show. Yeah, uh, appreciate hope, it, guys. Hope things stay nice up in Norco. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. All right, see ya. Thanks. All righty, I'll check the next guy. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for calling in. If you're just joining us, this is uh, the pilot episode of Mark and My uh, Show, where we take your calls. Hotline League, probably going to have more guests in the future. Uh, if you see the Discord stream link right now, or the Discord link on the stream, uh, you can go ahead and join that Discord. You type your question into the general chat, and when you do, Mark has a chance to review it. He'll join you, uh, make sure that your audio works out okay. And uh, as long as it works, it's good. Joining us right now is OneSock. 
How's it going? One second. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. It's from an old WoW buddy of mine, and so I just kind of took his name because I have no idea what happened to him. So it's just kind of stuck. Very good. Well, where are you calling from? One sec. Alabama. Alabama. All right. Got a little bit of that Alabama twang to your voice. Oh, really? Okay. Very good. Um, What's your question for us? Okay, so I'm going to do two. Okay, so you guys were just kind of like searching for TSM fans. I'm going to actually wait on that. Okay, so you never – we never really got to hear much about kind of what happened with Yahoo, right? Like we kind of just know that it shut down. Um, So my question is like you, you guys know a lot about like ESPN and like how like basically like they lost like hundreds of their writers, Right, they like had to let go a thousand people. Like you kind of heard about that. Yeah, they had they let go. They did a pretty big layoff at the beginning, yeah. or like towards the beginning of this year, or kind of like the the end of the first quarter, where they laid off. Uh, ESPN laid off a lot of their bigger personalities and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and so like, and obviously, kind of like with Yahoo doing that, um, I was kind of wondering what like. Can you kind of give me like a general like explanation of like the market for content creators? Yeah. Like how do they make money? Like how do people like Emily and Kelsey get to the point where they have a sustainable living and can basically just watch VODs and push out content? <laughs> like how do you get to that sustainability? And like how is the market funded for content creators? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah, can you kind of give me a sure. guide? Sure. So it's a it's a very broad conversation, and probably one that's a little bit longer than we can t- uh-huh. answer in the call here. But yeah, there's sure. a couple Not things. TSM question. But, yeah. Uh... No the the first thing I would I would suggest is that you go watch the Travis talks that I did on <laughs> Surrender at Twenty. Uh, I know okay. it's funny to just be promoting my own content, but honestly, like that, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. does a pretty good job of kind of you know explain kind of what CPMs are. And what the advertising model is for a lot of the stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I think, you know, talking about ESPN, it's a different situation. They're losing uh, a bunch of their revenue because people aren't. They're losing TV deals. Yep, too. they've got all these TV and deals that's going away. Uh, Yahoo, again, a, a similar situation where it was kind of a unique thing. Verizon acquired them. Uh, to answer your question more specifically about how esports content creators make money. You know, there are a lot of different esports media sites and groups out there right now. Uh, it's very interesting. You know, for a while there were only a couple, and now you've got things like Slingshot and Action Esports and Gamers and Dot Esports and Score and ESPN. And, uh, you know, I feel like every day there are more and more Invin that's doing stuff. Uh, every day there are more and more of these media sites coming up. Uh, all these guys are hoping to make money through advertising or some other situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And really, these days, if you want to make a name for yourself as a, you know, Let's put it this way. All these media organizations, uh, they don't have as big of a brand as a lot of the established influencers, right? So like somebody like a lot of people don't know, you know, who some of these these new names are, but they know who Kelsey Moser is or who Emily Rand is or who Mark Zimmerman is or whatever. So, you know, working with these folks, you know, they're obviously going to get paid for writing content for these folks because it, it, it does. They have, they have that them. brand. Yep. Yeah. So for Emily and Kelsey, they were just able to get in early enough. They both were a part of the LOL Esports website and got promotion there. Kelsey worked for On Gamers, which was, uh, you know, the GameSpot Esports spinoff site that I worked with. Uh, you know, the, Thorin was able to promote them and their work, uh, and they were able it, to catch catch fire on Reddit. And, so that kind of stuff just really built them up. 
and, and to kind of hop on hop on your point about like how they get their start to the point where like you know resource or like companies want to reach out to them uh i mean a large, a large part of it is just like they worked hard and and they kept putting content out there and they would engage with the community they, they'd go on reddit and they would post an article and get people like they would talk to people they would they would have twitters like i mean someone like risen lazarus has accumulated like a decent following just being a reddit guy right um yeah well so my, I, think- I actually i i will say my next question if y'all do do make another show because i actually did when the whole franchise y'all were kind of doing y'all's uh, league weekly like i don't know i think it's weird that I kind of want my next question will be next week, just so y'all know if y'all do this. I don't know if y'all are doing it weekly. We'll sure. be kind of like <laughs> building brands because I think the reason EULCS kind of sucks is on the orgs. They don't have any, like, no one gives a shit about their players. And I think that that's kind of problem with their orgs. And so, like, I don't know, like, is content creation kind of just, I know it sounds like they're not connected, but I mean, like, it just seems like if you don't have the name, no one's going to buy your crap. Yeah. Definitely yeah, a separate gonna... conversation that we'll we'll follow up with another time. Yeah. One sec. Um, can I get my TSM question in about Worlds? Sure, sure. Uh, you sure? I'm sure. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, yeah. If you guys want to cut me off, it's cool. I mean, no, no, go for it's it. Travis's really show, dude. Let's let's listen to Travis. Okay. Um, so I guess kind of a generic kind of world question. Um, actually, I want to do the top twenty because I just came out today. Okay, so one thing, person who I think will always be kind of criminally like underrated in a top 20 list was actually Jensen. Okay, and so my question is, is, is it possible to rate Jensen as a top 20 player at Worlds because C9 is going to suck? Like there's a good chance they don't make it out of their group, their draw stage, right? But that doesn't like devalue Jensen. Would you ever like rate a player a top 20 at Worlds even though you know their team is going to suck ass. Yeah. Uh, right. One sec, I'm going to transfer yeah. you to the other channels. We wrap up this question. Thanks for calling in. Really okay, cool. See you. Uh, so, Mark, question about yeah. Jensen. You want to handle that? Yeah, because I'm the biggest Jensen fanboy in the yeah. world, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think you can be on a bad team and make it onto that list. It's very, very hard to shine while doing so because top 20 is very prestigious. There's 24 teams at Worlds this year, if you include the playing stage, I believe. Um, I might have had that number a little off, but there's there's a shitload, all right? And you need to stand out amongst t- people who are, like, the best in the world. And while I think there's a world where Jensen could make that list at some point, it's really hard to do it if you don't have any sort of legacy. And as much as I think Jensen's a great player, his legacy is very shallow. It's like he's made a couple finals, he's lost, he's gone to World a couple of times. I mean, there's there's people all over the world with much more compelling res, uh, compelling resumes than him. Yeah, very good. Uh, Mark, if you want to go grab, yeah, I'm gonna grab this guy, friend. Uh, for those tuning in, Colin show. Uh, we're trying it out this pilot episode. Putting the Discord information up on the screen right now. If you want to call in, that's the information. Join the regular chat, and then uh, put your question general. That's how we'll do it. Uh, and now, Panda Porn Star. Hey yo! Hello, hey. Panda Porn Star. Hello. Thanks for calling to the show. Where are you from, Panda Porn Star? Uh, I'm from SoCal. Very good. Yeah. So my question is, um, why hasn't Riot Games released anything other than League of Legends? Because I've been around since season two, 
And I felt like there's been a lot of times there's been rumors or speculations on what they're going to make next, but we haven't really seen anything from that. So, yeah. Yep. Hey, great question. Thank you so much, Panda Porn Star. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start off. I think part of it is, uh, first off, in one sense, they have released another game. I think if you look at League of Legends and you compare what this game is now to what it has been before, like it, it is almost like they're, they've released like three or four different versions of League of Legends. You, you could imagine if they were doing this game as a box game, they just have released a bunch of different versions of this. I think another thing is League of Legends reminds me a lot of World of Warcraft and that like Blizzard basically shut down from what it seems like any development of other games and other titles uh, for several years after World of Warcraft came out because they had to scale their company so much because it was such a massive success, hire more people, hire customer support, de- you know, develop the game, uh, fix engineering problems with having so many people on. And so just literally the amount of resources and scaling up the company they've had to do I think has prevented them from being able to do that, uh, from able to release something. Another thing to point out, a lot of people forget this, by the way, but there was a leak that came out after, you know, a hack a couple years ago that they had been working on a card game. Uh, And this is, I think, before it was either, you know, right around the time Hearthstone got released. And so there's, you know, in my mind, maybe the card game wasn't as good as Hearthstone and they decided to pull it. I think after you've made such a mega hit, like, League of Legends, you're probably pretty terrified of what you're going to be able to, to do in the future. So um, I I think that's sort of my take on why they haven't released anything, but I would expect to see something in the next couple of years for sure. I would say, uh, just throwing my two cents in here, I think there's a combination of things that Travis hit on, like the whole, uh, they have made other things, other products. You know, it's not just League of Legends. They made Mechs vs. Minions. They made some random Flash games. And like he was saying, they've put a lot of stuff into League. Now there's rotating game modes. It was just Star Guardian mode. So... They have been constantly making stuff, but it does feel like there hasn't quite been the second game, right? Like there hasn't been Riot games quite yet. There's been Riot and other stuff with yeah. League of Legends. So I do think that it does feel like with the canceled card game that we heard leaked and the likelihood that they've made other games as well, it does feel like there has been some lack of movement on Riot's and that is a little disappointing because I, I want to see what else they can make. Mm-hmm. And also, one more question. Earlier, you said you wanted to talk to, like, an old-school TSM fan. I've been around since, like, the Baylife days. So, uh, what would you, like, want to ask? How does it feel, dude? You get hated on everywhere. Um, well, I, I joined Season 2, and I didn't really know anything. So, like, obviously, I just became a TSM fan because they were, like, the most popular. But over the years, I've, like, I don't like labeling myself as a tsm fan because i don't really like their fans i feel like when they lose they hate their players too much and when dowers was on a team he was my favorite player so that always like bothered me so you have since even though you're still a fan of the team you have shied away from the tsm label yes just because i i think their fans they're the most passionate but they get a little out of hand sometimes yeah it's, so, it's I mean, interesting to one, me though. that you're a uh, tsm fan but they're you're literally like there's almost like an embarrassment for you in, in saying that. Do you ha- do you own like Twitch or sorry, TSM merchandise or anything? Um, I met Dyrus when he did a fan meetup in like Chino Hills one time and had him sign my 3DS. That's about it. Okay. But uh, what do you call it? Because I really do like TSM's players, and I think that's what's like most important. Like all their players are good, so how can I say I don't like the team just because they're fans? You know. Right. Right, yeah. but I mean, like, I'm a, I'm from Boston, so I'm a fan of the Patriots. I'm a fan of like, 
a lot of teams that people hate. And I don't shy away from it. So, like, what do you think it is about TSM fans in particular? Because, like, the, the same thing kind of happens. I don't know if you know about the Patriots, but, like, we'll lose a regular season game, and and my and, and the fans will freak out. They'll be like, oh, this guy's washed up. This stuff sucks, yada, yada, yada. And not, not every fan, but, but a somewhat vocal portion do. And then at the end of the year, you know, we're in the playoffs. We're making a deep run. And uh, why do you think it is for TSM fans in particular that they seem so much more adamant? Do you think it's just, like, the nature of the Internet maybe playing into it that, like, people just spew random shit? I think it is. It's also, like, really easy to just, like, uh, say, like, whatever you want on the internet and, like, to not act reasonable and not to have, like, civil discussion. Because, like, I'm also, I I like to label myself as a Cloud9 fan. And I don't particularly like Jensen, but he does have better stats. And, like, when someone says, like, like Jensen can't even be compared to Bjergsen, it's just ridiculous. Because, like, you should only worry about the stats, not the, not who's doing it. So I'm not, yeah, yeah, that's about it. All right, so we have one TSM fan who is afraid to be yeah. shamed. I want to know if if there's anyone in here <laughs> who is a, a TSM fan who is on the more obnoxious end of the spectrum because Panda Porn Star, despite the name, seems are they going to gonna, are they going to call themselves out as the obnoxious TSM fan? <laughs> I mean, they I might. Want an obnoxious TSM. Fan. I mean, like I, I, I'm kind of obnoxious as a person. Well, I think yeah. I can admit that. To be fair, I used to be an obnoxious CSM fan, so that's kind of... Oh, awesome. you oh there reformed. we go. Reformed. A reformed Panda, Panda Porn Star. Thank you so much, Panda Porn Star, for calling into the show and enjoying yeah, no that problem. beautiful Southern California night we got going on. Sorry, uh, I kicked him out. I didn't know. That's okay. Thanks for tuning into the show. This is the pilot episode here. And, uh, yeah, we got Mark, Patriots fan. He's down there calling somebody else in. If you want to join uh, the show or speak, ask questions, you can join the Discord uh, it's on your screen. Uh, ask your question in the general chat. Hopefully, it'll get pulled in. Hello, we got Skyfire24 here. Hi. Where are you from, Skyfire? Um, I am from uh, Bogota, Colombia. Whoa. What? Okay. What time, <laughs> Hello. What's the time there? Uh, it's almost 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Okay, so, you know, still, still North American time. I need to look at a map. I figure this out. But thanks for calling it. First international <laughs> caller, Skyfire. Yes. What um, is your question for us? All right. So this comes from the Reddit um, thread that I saw uh, that I saw today. So, like with uh, franchising and then and like expanding to twelve teams, like how bad are the chances of like existing orgs orgs that have like no uh, let's let's just say no real fandom um, to lose their spots. I think the chances are very high because the only reason I, or one of the, the only reasons I can expect Riot keeping a team in is if uh, you have so many fans that it would be a big blow to the league. Or if, you know, it, you're, you have to hope that the applications of people coming in are not that great or that the people are playing are not that great, which I don't think is a very high chance because I think there are a lot of probably pretty big names applying right now. So, you know, if you are a big name, or sorry, if you don't have any fans, why does Riot want to keep you in the league, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, are you are you a concerned fan, Skyfire? Are you an Echo Fox? Phoenix no, fan? pretty much. Like, I, I, I like C9, like C9 and IMT are like what I follow mostly. Yeah. Well, I think right. those guys are probably fine. 
Yeah, I think any of the large endemics. I mean, I saw a pretty interesting graph linked under that that uh, Reddit thread that was in Travis's article about viewership of teams in spring 20, uh, 2017. Did you see that, Travis? Uh, I did, yeah. I think it was in my Reddit thread uh, for the, the article. literally what I just said. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm producing a show. Yeah, yeah, uh, no. So sometimes I'm, I'm paying attention I'm just to something your else, balls. so I catch the, the second half of what you're saying. I know. I'm just a busting... comment about how I don't ever pay attention. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did it. Drives me crazy. Uh, I'm gonna move Skyfire out as I finish yeah. this one. Yep. The... Thank you so much, Skyfire, right. for first international caller. Uh, thank you guys. Yep. Thank you. Uh, uh, so... Yeah. No, I think I did see that. I, in fact, I'm actually I'm curious if it's skewed because FlyQuest and Phoenix One had much higher viewership than I expected, and I suspect that's because it includes spring playoffs viewership. Which would have skewed their average viewership higher than than I would have expected. Right. Though, of course, FlyQuest uh, does have a lot of fans from those C9 fans that transferred over with High and Lemon and and, it, and they were winning then too. Like you know, during yeah. the first half of the split, they were very very hot. Uh, Phoenix won, also not a little surprising because they were winning, um, but still, I wouldn't have thought that they would have had that many. Yeah. Um, Envy is another kind of surprise. Like they had a lot more viewers than I would have thought. I was surprised Dig was last you know, with yeah. someday. And like, I know they weren't great. They barely made it into playoffs, but still. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I think they just haven't, it's hard to figure out what the storyline is there for Dignitas this year. Yeah. Why to watch them. Yeah. Cool. I'll get the other guy in here. Very good. Uh, I want to thank all of our subs for subbing. I saw earlier Kulas 33 subbed. Uh, we have uh, a couple others, uh, glitch Lotus sub earlier, resist impulse, uh, Skyfall Rafters. Uh, hey. Hello, Skyfall. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, not much. How, where are you calling from, Skyfall? Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. I need to get to Nashville. A lot of people have said Nashville is an exciting city. Um, they would be wrong. Oh, really? I mean, I've heard yeah. it's very fun. Um, yeah. Downtown is basically bars, but yeah. you know, after you're drunk, there's not much to do. Hey, and you know what? I, after you're drunk, do you need much to do? Uh, That's true. Master very of true. None had a, an episode of Nashville that made me very interested. I've been mean to start that on Netflix. Yeah. It's been in my queue forever. Very good. Well, Skyfall, what is your question for me and Mark? Yeah, so both the ESPN Power Rankings and the uh, Top 20 LOL Esports that came out today, both of them put BDD ahead of Bjergsen, which I found a bit interesting because both of them stress like you know international experience and like, you know... Um, performing on big stages and stuff and like i don't know it just seemed weird to me that a rookie um would get ranked above like such a veteran like bjergsen can you guys shed some light on that great before you answer before we answer this are you one of those obnoxious tsm fans that mark was looking for earlier um i pulled another I'm, one into the waiting room so you i'm can... a tsm fan but i like to think i'm not obnoxious i'm okay. probably wrong though okay very very good uh well i like that there's a a or, uh, you know, coming up BRTT, uh, greater than double F now that we got BDD. Uh, Mark, do <laughs> you have an answer for this? Yeah, I mean, it is it is hard to really sway me on that one as well. Um, I will say that he had a monster performance in Korea during the regular season. If you just watch the finals, I know it wasn't like as impressive as you might have thought, but he did just also win the LCK, which is uh arguably harder to win than worlds so i think he deserves a lot of, of props just even though he's a rookie he, he burst on the scene and was an absolute monster um it's also if i understand is it top 20 players or top 20 players to watch it, i believe it's top 20 players the way jack phrased it on the dive was the 20 players we think will do best at worlds 
But oh, then okay. the fish said something different. So yeah, well, so they're all edging good. their bets. Yeah, well, the yeah. other thing too is how well they're going to perform. I mean, it's I, I would expect BDD to perform better than Bjergsen. and he's on a better team. They're they're going to go further most likely. So in that sense, the idea that BDD will perform better than Bjergsen, uh is actually one that I can buy. Because yeah. I, I think the the place where I struggle a little bit is like he's strictly better than Bjergsen. and even then it's it's close, and I would be willing to like you know hear an argument about it and be swayed, but. Uh, I think if you're just saying who's going to do better, who's more interesting to watch, I would give both those to BDD. Not to mention you don't want to end up in a world where uh, you, you know, even if you are couching a lot of the decisions you're making for something like this based on historical performance and international performance, you don't want to end up in a world where a really standout rookie just can't make the list because they don't have enough of that stuff. So, I don't know, it's, it's definitely an interesting conversation. And what's cool is... We're going to see how this all plays out soon enough. So, hey, thank you so much, Skyfall, for the question. Yeah, uh, cheers. Enjoy Nashville. Jealous of your barbecue, though, maybe not as great of a place as I've been led to believe. I'm a vegetarian, so. Okay. Well, okay. Whoa, whoa. Now yeah. we have number one right there. Yeah, okay. Thanks, <laughs> man. Thank you so much for the call. All right. Thanks, yep. guys. All right. And uh, thank you, by the way, to my PS, uh, this Twitch staff member who just uh, threw some cheers our way. Uh, it's nice to have that support on our first show. Uh, and it sounds like, Mark, you're going to be setting us up with a TSM fan here in a second. I believe potentially. I'll see how obnoxious he is. There's, okay. there's a sweet spot because you don't want him too obnoxious that yes. they ruin the vibe of the show, and you don't want him not obnoxious enough. So yeah. I'll, I'll get a vibe on him. Very good. Uh, and by the way, if you're just tuning in uh, and you haven't been looking at Twitch for the past couple of weeks and seeing every streamer promote this, Twitch subs half off right now. Isn't that amazing? Half off. You can you can sub this channel and and you can actually you know you'll get we'll receive more support than you spend because that's how Twitch subs work. Whenever they're half off, we actually get uh, the full normal cut. So uh, we've got uh, Mark coming in with just a TSM fan in a moment. Excited to see how obnoxious this person is. Hello. Speaking of how obnoxious. Okay. So Ichiro Komun. How do you pronounce your name? Uh, I I hear. Ichirakumon a lot, but most of the time it's Ichirakumon. Okay. Just Ichirakumon. Okay. good. We're, yeah. and I, I'm sure you're calling from the most like cal like American city ever with a name like that, right? Yeah, I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> are, so are you great. also are you also white? Yeah. Uh, I'm half white, half Japanese. All right, there we All go. Right. There we go. Uh, not not that race <laughs> was, ever was, plays a role in the questions. I was or... just I was just testing the the weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, hey, uh, do you have a question for us, or are we here to, to chat with you about uh, your TSM fans? Uh, a little bit ago, you guys were talking about like people who were more like reserved TSM fans, and I'm more of like an out, uh, outspoken supporter of TSM, not to the point where I'm like posting shit on Reddit, like, oh, TSM's going to win Worlds, this is your year, and that shit, but yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go through a scale here. We found like the embarrassed to be TSM fan, guy who's fine to say he's a TSM fan, and hopefully the next one I find is the, the, the Reddit shit poster TSM, and hopefully we can find one of those, those yeah. here soon. So I'm like past like the just fine TSM fan. Okay, so why are you? Why would you describe yourself as beyond the just fine TSM fan? Because I feel like uh, the people who called him before were like really reserved by it. Yeah. Because uh, like I mean, for example, like the the team icons for worlds that just came out like you buy them and you get to flash the emote you get to, like that little tag that goes with your name right yep. and what i fucking love doing is when i load into a game 
and then I just get in all chat. I see a t TSM fan, lol, TSM sucks, and then I just drop a re in the chat and shit like that. And if I'm winning, I'll just spam my MO because I want to support my team. And uh, while I don't think that they're going to get world or win worlds or anything, I just do think that it's important you just stick to who you're supporting. If, and if you're bitching out, then you're not a real fan. Yeah. So so you are a little bit more on the obnoxious end because you're you're willing to uh to play the game when people say, "Oh, TSM fans are so annoying." You're you're willing to fire back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I like to troll them back. Yeah. Do but, you but think you... that uh, you know, trolling them back is the best way to support your team because you did you did list that as a way to support your team. So, do you feel like being toxic in game with the TSM emotes is a good way to do that? I just think it's funny. Maybe not for supporting your team. Maybe yeah. it puts out like a, a bad image, but uh, I just think it's funny. All right, so tell us, what is the most toxic, or maybe like the most extreme TSM fandom thing that you've done so far? That's probably the extent of it. It's okay. more like well, owning, up, cool. owning up to being like obnoxious like in the game. It's not as much like me, like uh, that's like how I actually am. I'm just trying to sell like, whole stereotype of being obnoxious for like the point of it okay so you like you you have embraced it's not enough like the other guy that we talked to tsm fans ran away from him, it. like nervous to admit to be a tsm fan tsm fans actually have made you want to be more obnoxious and become like that stereotype <laughs> the cult mentality yeah no 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 it's it's the it's the people uh on the other side who are like hating on you like Oh, TSM fans, they're so annoying. I, I'm just more trying to embrace the annoying and just trying to annoy them like that. Yeah. So in one sense, you're kind of perpetuating it, but you're still not quite the, the most obnoxious TSM fan out there. Yeah, like, like, if no one harasses you, you're probably pretty chill about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, just, just in my mind, like, the criteria for, like, a really obnoxious TSM fan is, like, if I go onto the, like, TSM subreddit or, like, post-match discussions on Reddit and I see just, like, Wow, Doublelift is the best fucking player I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Or like TSM is winning worlds for sure. Nobody, nobody can go toe to toe with them. That, that's to me is like the epitome of like the most obnoxious TSM. Right, and I wouldn't mind getting a call with one of them if anyone has their Reddit history. They can link me so I can verify you are in fact. I don't want someone lying telling me they're not a TSM shit poster. Well, uh, there's somebody in the chat right now spamming TSM, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab that person yeah. and see. Very good. If so, can, if I can get some information out of them as well. Ichikuraman, uh, that's a terrible way to pronounce, but I want to thank you so much. By the way, last question: uh, Portlandia. I've never been to Portland, but I like Portlandia. How how much representative is that show of Portland? Oh God, it's the most accurate thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, that's great. Can't wait to go. Check out that city. Thank you so much for the call. Good yeah, later, dude. Yeah, very good. All right. So uh, how old do you think he was? Um, twenty. Because I'm, I'm thinking maybe we do like a, not quite an ASL thing, but you know, an I AL. Don't, I don't want to ask people's age because I'm afraid of you know. What if we're, there's probably some law that we're not allowed to, allowed to broadcast somebody who's like 14 in the moment somebody comes on and says they're 14 or screwed. I was just wondering because like the whole average TSM thing, but yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to survey people and see what they're. Because the older guy, or at least he sounded older, TSM fan, you know, did not want a part of it. He, this guy's willing to ham it up. And then yeah. I wonder if, like, we're just working backwards where the most obnoxious comes on here and he's like, hey, I love TSM. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. Very good. Uh, so, getting some more questions coming in here in just a moment. Uh, just heard from Ichikuraman. 
from Portlandia or Portland. All right, and now we got Villain. Hello, Villain. Hello. Is it villain or Villain? Uh, Villain. I'm pretty sure. Wait, this is your name. Wait, you I... don't know? Are you on someone else's <laughs> computer? <laughs> no. What the? Gosh, I'm a. Are, I'm are we a subject I'm to identity 18. fraud right now? Yeah. No, Villain, no where way. are you from? Um, I had a question about Mark's former job. Okay, but Valaine, yeah, where are you calling from? Oh, uh, from the U.S. East Coast. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep it broad <laughs> in general. All right. Okay, uh, Mark's I former mean, job. somewhere near New York. Yeah, I had a question about his former job. It was sure. like I was. I read that he was an analyst and. Like, I just wanted to know what he specifically did during his time with Team Liquid and some more stuff after I listen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What did he do with Team Liquid to get them? How, how was he able to keep them afloat? And because obviously since he left, it's been How did I almost get us to Worlds twice is the question. Yeah. And did you sabotage exactly. it? Yeah. No. Uh, so... Uh, it, it, my responsibilities changed as I spent more time there. So, like, when I started, I was brought on with one other guy to be, like, the staff for the team. And he was supposed to be the coach, and I was supposed to be the analyst. That guy was not very good at his job. Uh, he got fired within, like, a month or two. And I ended up being the only staff member for the next, you know, nine months or whatever of the team. Mm -hmm. um, and during that time, I was not, like, as much of a leader i was more of and i and I, I say leader with like kind of air quotes around it because i wasn't like giving pep talks or whatever but i was uh later on making a lot more of the plans for stuff whereas during when i started out i was i was mostly um i would watch vods i make sure everything was organized i make sure that we could rewatch the vods i would lead the vod review in the sense where i'd go to like where the i thought the important things were but i would let the players do a lot more of the talking uh i would watch other regions i'd present them with ideas I would handle a lot of like random logistical stuff, like making sure, trying to make sure things were patched, waking people up, getting them food if they needed it. Uh, really, kind of all over the place. And that's season four with Curse. As we moved into season five, uh, we we hired Peter to help out as well. Uh, and Peter was not much of a person for organization, uh, so it would usually be me coming with the plans, like how do we want to structure practice? How do we want to approach this week? What stuff do we want to work on? That kind of stuff. Uh, I would help out with VOD review. We would kind of both kind of break that one down he'd be the guy on stage so he'd be handling a little bit more of the pick band um and i was a lot of leading the discussion of things as well as trying to settle issues because i was usually the one who had to like work out problems between people so if you watch old rebirth episodes you could usually find me in the background uh leading the team discussions the very first rebirth i was the one who kind of like was partially in charge for benching piglet and stuff like that uh, i see that was pretty cool um i think on the more, this might be a bit abstract, but when you said you uh, approached VOD reviews with your players, um, can you go more in depth with that? Like, is there like uh, uh, specific things you've, like how you approach it basically? Sauce. Yeah, <laughs> come on, I'm trying to improve. Um, I, mean, I mean, what is VOD review? Like, for, I mean, VOD first off, I feel like it's safe for you to disclose this. You're not working with any teams. It's been a I'm not trying to, I'm trying to keep all my, I'm a, I'm a hoarder, I'm greedy, all right? No one, no one gets uh, what I um so I what mean, i say yeah uh is i mean there's, there's two different types of vod review there's like you're watching another team play and you're watching your team play mm -hmm. um and when you're watching another team play usually you would you know 
basically just watch the game with your team, talk about things that's going on. If people are playing lanes right, should this be going this way? What's their reasoning for going here? Or, uh, you know, was this path the best path the jungler could have taken? Stuff like that. You just, you're just watching the game and, and really just talking it out. And sometimes you might rewatch a couple situations. Um, if you're not rewatching a whole VOD, sometimes you send a player like a minute clip and you're like, yo, look at how they set up Baron here. Look at how they, this like position the Alistair got. Look how he got there. Things like that you would talk about. Uh, and then for like post game, I guess would be the better term for it. After a scrim, um, mm-hmm. it was usually about just trying to be really efficient. So you would, I mean, and some people have different approaches. To this. Some people take forever between games. Like Loco was a guy who who broke down like every little thing. I usually would go in there with three things that I wanted to talk about, and I'd be very structured about it. Where uh, we were never allowed to talk about pick band first because my reasoning was I don't want people saying that there's an issue with the draft. Um, when we need to look at the play first. And maybe there is an issue with the draft and we can get to that later, but first let's look at what went right or wrong in terms of play because you're gonna lose some drafts and you need to learn how to win with a losing draft. So I never wanna talk about draft first. I would talk about the three things I thought were the most critical for why we won or lost uh, and things we can do better. Players obviously have things that they wanna talk about. So then uh, we would often get into what they wanna talk about. If it was individual stuff, we might break down and say, you guys can go to the bathroom, get your drinks, I'll handle the one-on-one here, uh, stuff like that. Oh, pretty that's good. pretty cool. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Valaine, for the for the call. <laughs> yeah, uh, enjoy I'm also the DSM Eastern fan, Seaboard. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Any any part of the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. Well, Mark, while you go and chat with the next person, uh, I think I'm going to take a break for a little bit of an ad, similar to what you're used to seeing from me on League Weekly. All right, everyone, uh, it's a bit of a break. Guess what? If you brawlettes are here, uh, meundies.com slash Travis Gafford. I really need to figure out a better font for this, but uh, if you go to this site, meundies.com slash Travis Gafford, you can get amazing deals, uh, 20% off meundies. This this stuff is so comfortable. It's so fantastic. Uh, you know, pro players, everywhere, people are using it. They've been supporting the esports space for a while. It's fantastic stuff. they got all sorts of different things. Meundies.com slash Travis Gaffer, 20% off on your uh, your order. It's uh, it's great. It's great. So uh, be sure to check them out. Uh, there's a link that I'll put in the Twitch chat. And by the way, if you're watching the VOD, uh, hopefully there is a VOD, there'll be that TravisGaffer.com slash support link uh, below, and you'll be able to uh, click in from there as well. So... So we're still on the hunt for the, the TSM fan. The TSM I'll start fan. looking for uh, another person. Okay, very good. Uh, Joseph, I think, is a uh, sub. He was I saw him earlier in Twitch chat say something. He's the guy at the very end uh, because he's got a little. Oh, bit, he's yeah. Korean. Yeah, I don't know. Is that Korean language? I can't. I can't tell. Appreciate sure that's Korean. I'll go talk to him real okay. quick. Very good. In the meantime, I want to give a shout out to a bunch of the people who've been supporting the show. Uh, Resist Impulse, uh, who asked a question earlier, was on the show. He sent a uh, thousand bits. Yonstar, Yoni, uh, subbed. Met, Metalife, Metadai, who I believe is Joseph. Uh, he subbed. Thank you, Metalife, Metadai. Atomic Wingbang sub. Thank you so much for the sub. A Vol9 subbed. Hey, it's Joseph, who hey. was a sub. Uh, Joseph, um, where are you calling from? Um, I, I was born in the United States, but I'm actually in Seoul, Korea right now. Oh, fantastic. I am very Did jealous of you. Uh, if I was to live outside of the U.S. somewhere for a year or so, I'd probably pick Seoul. I really love it. Are you Cowsep? No, sadly, no. I okay. love Cowsep streams, though. 
What What are you doing in uh, Korea? I'm teaching English. Uh, at private schools at the moment. Nice. Did you Are you doing this like shortly after graduating college? Yes, I am, and I'm actually going to school here in about a year, just because it's cheaper here. Nice. Yeah, I was. Uh... Whenever I was graduating college and I was starting to get into esports and stuff, my backup plan, if I couldn't find a job, was to go to Korea and teach English. So uh, you're living you're living the the other life I could have had. Do you speak any Korean, Travis? Uh, no, but that, you don't need to. You don't need to speak Korean to teach English really over don't. there. They they bring people over all the time that don't speak Korean. Joseph, yep. how how proficient are you in Korean? Uh, I'm not very fluent. I'm still learning how to speak, but I can read and write fine. I can yeah. read and write really fine, which I've actually been told that's the opposite how people a lot of people learn. Yeah, I can believe that. All well, right, so. Joseph, what is your question? Okay, how far do you think Samsung Galaxy actually can make it in Worlds, and why isn't Roller in the top twenty? Okay, uh, what first off are you? Is Samsung Galaxy your favorite team? Yes, by yeah. far. I feel like uh, they have a really good marketing right now, like with their players, and they also have proven over and over again that their like late game shot calling is probably the best in the region. Yeah, very good. Uh, well, Mark, what do you think their chances are? Uh, so I think their chances are pretty good to make semis. I think where they run into some issues are the fact that they are, are in the difficult group. And if they underperform, they can get the second seed very easily. And then you have a 50-50 chance, most likely, of getting a Korean in the quarters. Assuming that, you know, Longju and uh, SKT get the first seed. So there's a pretty likely world where they do end up getting knocked out in quarters. Um, but, you know, depending on how the draws go and if they actually get first in their seed, they're pretty likely to get semis at least. All right. All right. And now why isn't Ruler in the top 20? Yeah, definitely this year. Like, people have actually been going crazy in Korea how amazing Ruler is this year. And, like... <sighs> I think it's so, tough. I think there's a lot of good AD carries, and I think obviously he gets pushed out by Bang and Prey. I think it'd be hard to like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, try and put him over them. And then there's other good AD carries from other regions. So you have like the North Sven. American AD carry. But I mean, Recla Sven. I mean, Reckless didn't even get put in the top twenty, and I was surprised. Yeah. So Sven double lift, Uzi. Uh, there's a lot of people that you would put in that as well, and then suddenly you have a very crowded AD carry pool. And it might be the kind of thing where he might have been the victim of a little bit of focus on, you know, positions. Like, can I really put, like, as someone's making their list, you know, they're like, all right, I have all these people in there. Can I really put Reckless in there? Can I really put Ruler in there? Um, I think that's potentially why he didn't make it. Do you think uh, Core JJ is good enough to make the top 20? Because he has, like, a flawless KDA compared to most supports and has been playing, like, out of his mind this year. And at Worlds last year. I think you can make a case for most Korean players. Uh, I think <laughs> That's just I mean, how good that region is. I mean, if I'm being honest, like, yeah, I think you could make the case for all 15 Korean players for yeah. the most part. And you then know? you put their subs in, too. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Man. So we've got about, two extra blank? spots now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think at some point you just start pruning off a couple of, like, the less... Um, exciting koreans in that in a sense maybe not even necessarily 100 percent based on their skill level but like all right well it's not faker and it's not bdd uh these guys are not like they don't have huge history they don't quite have the wow factor of some of the other people you're putting on this list that you're trying to say like you're really hyping up so i i, I can see how you end up leaving off people like ruler and core jj 
Yeah. Did, uh, one last quick question. Did you see the uh, Ambition interview that was posted on Reddit? I was uh, going to ask, do you think they're going to bring in Haru anytime during Worlds? I did not see it. I, I mean, like, I saw it on there. He talked about his, his wedding or whatever was, was one of the uh-huh. things they said he talked about. And I was like, I don't really care about this. So I did not end up reading it. Oh, they talked about uh, how Haru is trying his best. But do you think he's ever going to be placed in Worlds at all? Uh, I'm not sure. I would have to... I guess it would be really performance-dependent. Because like, they just work better with Ambition. Because their late-game shot-calling is literally like 10 times better. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if you start losing, you, yeah. you're going to look for something to change. Like, let's say the first round-robin for them doesn't go well. They finish 1-2 and two or something, you know? you got to yeah. change something up, you know? You only have one sub at world, so maybe they, maybe they end up switch, switching them around. Yeah. But it was nice it was nice talking to you. I'm sorry I asked too many questions. But no, no, I, no I it's really good, Joseph. Thank you so much. I, uh, enjoy I re- South Korea. I wish I was there. I really just want to know uh, people's opinions on Samsung because I feel like the the same thing this year is going to happen. What happened last year when they don't get talked about and they're going to make finals? Yeah. I feel like it's going to happen again. We'll have to find Unless out. Unless Longju pop off. Thank you so much, Joseph. Yep. Have a good night. So, Mark, I'm thinking maybe we take a couple more serious questions and then maybe we round out the show because we're. We're now going in. I think we've been broadcasting for over an hour now of the actual show. Yeah, I mean, um, and we're getting we're at eleven thirty. So maybe two more serious questions, and then people can start asking uh, maybe some more fun ones. Yeah, I'm down to uh, bring the trolls on for the last couple fifteen yeah, minutes or Very something. Good. All right, let me uh, hop in here. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Joseph, for the question. Uh, I believe there were some more subs. I have to give shoutouts to. Uh, during the break. Avol9, thank you for the sub. Duganar, thank you for the sub. And Itchryu, Itchryu, thank you for the sub. Uh, subs right now 50% off. That's a It's a deal. It's a deal. Um, Yonstar wants to join in, but he's not in the chat. You can't pull him in. Who's uh, this? Uh, Yoni wants to join, but he's not in the, the voice chat, so there's no way to pull him in. But uh, uh, Smash, yeah. LOL, is here. Smash, how's it going? I'm good, and yourself? Very, very good. Uh, great great to be talking to you. Where are you calling in from? Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Canada. We're our first Canadian. I like Toronto. It is not as good as Vancouver. Toronto and LCS finals were the best, though, compared to Vancouver, in my opinion. Uh, okay. I would agree 100%, dude. Though I think there were some other factors at play. Yeah, like summer versus spring, that type of thing. Well, yeah, and also that... Vancouver's venue being in East Bumfuck. Yeah. I was confused because uh, when I was looking at the Vancouver venue, it wasn't like the main like uh arena that they usually have for their hockey it was some weird off the way yeah venue yeah well you know sometimes it's hard to get the venues and right never gets to plan out as and as early as they they wish they could but uh just i don't know I just offending, or did you actually like vancouver because the city is really nice city is really nice really nice did a great photo shoot there too really appreciate it. uh smash <laughs> what is your question for the chat Okay, so I got two questions, and my first question is about Dignitas. So after their whole uh, regional final mess up, uh, we saw a bunch of players like uh, start to leave to Korea. We I, I saw on Twitter, but I'm not sure. But Adrian hinted at going back to university. We've seen we've seen someday talk about him going back to Korea, and it's kind of foreboding that he's not coming back to Dignitas. What do you think is the future of that roster? Do you think uh, they're gonna have to rebuild again? Well, step so? one is getting back into the LCS. Right, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't, like, I think Dick has a decent chance with the 76ers behind them, but do I think that they have, they're not guaranteed like a TSM, Cloud9, CLG, et cetera. So, uh, I, you know, 
I I wonder if Dig is even trying to resign these guys because it might all be moot if they don't make it in. Uh, secondly, you know, I think if Dig seemed to have kind of a weird, I, they're just such a, they're not like, you know, t- players go to TSM and they stay on TSM until they are replaced by the organization. Dignitas is one of those organizations I feel like where every year you're going to see a whole lot of turmoil and change and turnover, uh, because they just can't command like the, you know, like Bjergsen doesn't want to leave TSM. He's just not going to. And they're going to keep getting the results. So, like, he'll just stay there until something crazy happens. And uh, even and just CLG and C9 to a point. Yeah. Yep. Same with, with C9. Uh, CLG's been able to keep a pretty stable roster for the most part. I mean, every now and then you see stuff. But uh, I just don't think that that's the case with Dig. So, I wouldn't, first off, you know, who knows if we're going to see Dig. If we do again next year, I feel like, you know, maybe you see two of the same players. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a huge turnover. Uh, the other thing I'll say is I do think they probably should change something, even if, like, they, let's say, had the option to re-up on, on the whole team. Uh, they didn't quite have a full split with this roster, which I think if they just weren't quite good enough, I, I would be fine being like, we'll give them another chance. They showed some good stuff toward the end of the split, but it's the way they ended their split where things kind of fell apart. Um, I probably wouldn't, and without knowing everything behind the scenes, just, like, when a team falls apart, it feels very, like, pointless to try and put it back together again in the sense where it's like hey guys we're all gonna play again and we're gonna believe in each other and we'll, we'll all be peachy uh it didn't feel like that's how that team ended and so uh some some things need to change yeah okay uh, you I had a quick is it a quick second question because we are running low on time smash i just i just wanted to know do you, are you guys have any worries about the overwatch league right now i was thinking that they were going too fast and i in my opinion, I thought it would have been better for them to have more of a, term, a tournament uh, circuit for like an extra year for them to uh, fresh out, like flesh out all the problems and fix it. Do you guys think there was a need for Blizzard to start the league so fast? Mark, I've, you know how I'm going to answer this question, so you go first. Uh, I think I'm in the same boat, so only one of us needs to answer, and I'm sure you're more passionate about it than I am. All right, this Overwatch League thing, it just is. It's just way too much too soon. There, you know, like I really appreciate. It was funny when LCS occurred. Uh, right, there were people won't remember this now, but there were like a t- there's a ton of conversation in the esports industry and among the fans that Riot was trying to push way too fast, way too hard, and that they were, uh, you know, not doing things organically. And I very much disagreed with that. So I, I say that as a caveat because now I'm going to say all the same things that people said about the LCS about Overwatch League, but I just don't think that, you know, whenever Riot made what was a far less or far smaller bet by creating the LCS, they had a way bigger proof of concept than Blizzard does with the Overwatch League. And if you want to hear me super rant about all this stuff, there's a video I did with Thorn and a couple of the guys from the Overwatch scene uh, that's up over on his channel for a, it was an esports salon, but it's a whole lot of conversation about I think some of the problems that I see with the way they are structuring this thing, with how much value they're placing on it, the damage that a uh, you know inflated Overwatch League could do to esports as a whole, etc. So all that I hope it succeeds, and I hope that I am terribly wrong. There's only every incentive for me to want this thing to succeed, and you know of course people come out and say I'm a hater or something like that. It's not the case. I am just worried that it won't, and I do think that it could be damaging if it doesn't. 
So hopefully that answers Boom. the question, Smash. Uh, oh, Mark seems to agree with that. Uh, but thanks so much for calling in, Smash. Have a good night. Yeah, have a good one. Yeah. Uh, you want to bring Yoni in? Yeah, he's checking out, choking out. Uh, Yoni, for those of you that don't know, used to work at Quest when they were at Quest Nutrition when they were sponsoring the sports space. Worked at Team Liquid uh, until recently, and now has taken on a new role at another company. Uh, so we'll be bringing him on the show in just a moment. Again, subs are fifty percent off right now. You can sub to the stream, half off. What a deal! And uh, Yoni's joining us right now. How's it going, Yoni? Hey guys, first off, just want to say. Big fan of the two of you. Have been for a long time, and really appreciate all that you guys do for the league scene. Uh, we'll leave you both with a little bit of a softball. Um, what is the thing that both of you separately are um, most proud of that you guys have done in the esports space? I'm very curious. Well, first off, Yoni, you didn't answer the question that everybody gets asked, which is where where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from probably within two miles of the two of you hmm. here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Very good. Yoni, are you able to speak to what role? Because, you know, this is, I think, the first esports industry individual we've had on, you know, calling to the show so far. Can you speak to what your role is in the industry as you're asking this question? Sure. Um, I got my start uh, working for Quest Nutrition, doing all of their marketing and branding within esports and gaming. Continued uh, on to work with Team Liquid in a uh, branding, marketing, account management, sales role. Uh, and now I work for Catalyst Sports and Media, which is an advisory firm within the esports space. Yeah. Most recently, were able were you responsible for the Envy uh, fundraising? that just got announced uh i was not personally no all right but... well then well let's just answer the question <laughs> thing that we're most excited for or most proud of that we've accomplished mark was it getting team liquid as successful as they've ever been i mean that's probably up there i think i think season four would have been what i was most proud of because uh it didn't feel like we fell apart. It felt like we came up short. It just felt like uh, LMQ was probably the better team, and we put up a really good fight. We started choking a little bit when we had the leads, and, and we lost the game. But it, it never felt like there was that kind of huge friction and falling apart that happened in Season 5. We were super close. All of us put in, like, insane hours. It was my first year in eSports, so it was it was a pretty, like... It was really a huge fucking grind, but it was still had a little bit of magic to it, even despite that. So I think that'll always be one of the things I'm most proud of. Uh, taking a team that like was facing relegations in spring of twenty or summer of 2013 and getting to like this close to Worlds and birthing a meme in the process. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LP Finks at 327 on Twitch chat says Travis's answer is going to be unhomelessing double lift. Uh, that <laughs> it's is not, not a my... bad one. That's not my answer, but yes, that was a pretty big contribution to the scene, uh, or so some people would say. Uh, I, I kind of have two answers on a individual level. My content, um, uh, from a content perspective, the thing I'm most proud of creating was Faith, which is a documentary about Doublelift uh, that I created with Damien Estrada, who all three of us know very well. Uh, it's a three-part series that I think is maybe the best content I've ever made, and I'm sure carried by uh, Damien's excellent production skills. Uh, on a sort of broader level, I'm really proud of what happened with Yahoo Esports. Basically, 
you know, got to the helm of that. And then with about within about a year became just a dominant media group within the esports space and a big brand. And so many people had said, you know, Yahoo, like that's like my grandma's email. I, I what they've not been relevant forever. Yahoo in two K seventeen, lol, you know. Uh, but by the end of it, you know, people people who were uh, very very sad about us going away, and they, you know, even when we were running the Smash tournament, people were asking if they could buy Yahoo esports jerseys. You know, it was such a big turnaround from, you know, where we were when we started. So, uh, thank you so much though for the question, Yoni. I really appreciate yeah. it. Congrats, guys, and, uh, and congrats love, on the new everything. job. Um, thank you. You know, appreciate you that you're the type of person who had one job. Got really greedy, decided to take another when some of us are still looking for them. You know, Yoni. Wow. So. Well, well, hopefully Travis, you know, will will be able to find you something new, good, and soon. Yeah. Are you hiring? Yeah. Um, let me talk to my boss about that. Yeah. Thank you. That'd be That's great. That's a no. I'd appreciate it. Hey, Travis, yeah. some people have <laughs> translatable skill sets, unlike you or I, so they can find work again quickly. Oh, I see. Okay. Bye, Yoni. Okay. Um. <laughs> You, I see we've got two people queued up. Maybe that's how we'll end the show yeah. with these two folks. Yeah, so one of them, I think, has a serious question, and one doesn't. So okay. I will uh, try and get the serious one first. Uh, thank you, Sin of Friday, for the sub. Really appreciate it. Uh, reminder, subs are half off right now. What a deal. What a deal. You get Look at all these amazing emotes you get. Throw them in the Twitch chat. Great, great situation. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into the pilot of our show. I'm really excited about uh, the turnout. You know, we have pretty good, pretty good uh, number of people. Uh, hello, and now we have Penitent Tangent. How's it going, Penitent? See, see he could say it right, Mark. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff right now. <laughs> There's a light bulb change behind me. It Pen makes me nervous. Penitent Tangent. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Arizona. From where? Arizona. 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 Okay, so one state over. Uh, what's the yeah. uh, What's the heat been like over there recently? Uh, it's really overblown. Nice. People living in Arizona are used to it. It's not that hot. Yeah. <laughs> you guys had a Trump rally not too long ago. That's uh, That's exciting for the state, I'm sure. Hey, let's keep this on political. <laughs> Is Travis. there uh, what, What's your question? What's your question for us, Petitet? Uh, I just wanted to know what you guys thought would be the most exciting or most storied matchup, regardless of the actual draws. Because, you know, the the draws might only allow certain teams to actually yeah. face each other, but what would be, out of all the teams going, like, the coolest matchup that could be faced? I am right excited now? for the TSM-SKT final. I think that that is going to be... All right, well, hold on. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's knock out, like, including the, the like, where it is in, in the match, you know, like... Because right, otherwise, I'm for the TSM, fanatic TSM finals after groups, NA decided who's the best region in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course, that's the best storyline. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, so I mean, regardless of their, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think the draws got pretty lucky that we get to SKT EDG again, but uh, other than that, um, I've been having trouble like figuring out what a really good matchup would be. Yeah, it does this, seem like there's uh, a bit of a reset that's occurred. Uh, well, I, I, think, uh... I honestly like it anytime NA goes um, up against Europe, and especially given our record against their supposed best team, I think that's <laughs> Well, I mean, I think most people say G2 is their best team. Yeah. And I know, 
I know Rift Rivals happened, but there's also this thing called MSI. I don't remember. I don't, did that. I, I don't think that was held this year, right? I think TSM versus G2 <laughs> would be great just because they're like they're both clearly the best teams in the regions. They've both won a shitload in the last two years. Uh, so it'd be nice to see at the most important tournament of the year, the top two teams from the Western regions getting together and uh, battling mm-hmm. it out. So that one's cool. And I'd also like to see Samsung Galaxy versus SKT just yeah. to rematch of the final. I was going to say that. That seems really cool. Yeah, that would be a good match. Not to mention like such historic brands uh, and the mm-hmm. side. So that's a good question. Uh, thank you so much, Penitent Tangent. Thank you for having me. Tangent you sent us on just now. All right. Oh my God, dude. Uh, Mark, you want to grab the last, uh, the last caller? Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Welcome, Ron Swanson. Hey. How's it going, Ron? So, Ron, uh, where are you calling from? South Carolina. South Carolina. All right. And wasn't someone uh, else from South Carolina, or am I uh, tripping? No, nobody else was from South Carolina. We didn't have any duplicates, I don't believe. Okay. Uh, Ron. Can you uh, do you have a specific question for us, or or should we discuss uh, the you know topic that we were Mark's been looking for? Um, I don't have any questions. I'm just here because you asked for a obnoxious TSM fan. Okay. All right, so just so. describe the levels of your obnoxiousness. Like we we've heard a couple people on the spectrum. Where are you on the TSM obnoxious spectrum? I think out of everyone that you've talked to, I'm the highest. I like went on a huge rant after world last year because i got really pissed that we lost so where did you go on the rant? i get annoyed on twitter okay. i don't i don't use reddit okay would you describe yourself as like a shit poster though like when bjergsen tweets oh sorry we let you down team fans are you one of the people who responds to that tweet and says like kill yourself or anything like that i don't say kill yourself i'm like dude you fucking suck so have I'm you have you that. tweeted at a player that they suck yeah i think okay at some point last year. All right, so, so uh, what? All right, we're learning. We're learning here. So, what drew you to TSM as a brand? Well, I started playing like beginning of season six, so I was just looking through YouTube for league stuff, and I found TSM Legends. Okay. So I was like, "This is really cool." So I got really deep into the team. Okay, and so TSM Legends, and what specifically is it? Just the personalities of the players, or? Yeah, I think like the ability to feel like you're connecting with the players by watching that. Yeah, was kind of cool. All right, now why do you think it is that you can't express your fan? Like, when TSM <laughs> loses, what is the philosophy, the reasoning for going on like a Twitter rant? You know. All right, my thought process is always at TSM, like last year specifically, because that's when I started watching that they were good enough to get way farther in world. They just didn't play like it. Okay. So it just annoyed me, you know? Yeah, so they let you down. Yeah. All right. And, you know, listen, it's fair. TSM let down a lot of people last year at Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. But not everyone went to Twitter and ranted angrily about it. And that's fine. It's fine that you did it. Like, <laughs> I'm not. There's no judgment here. But what, mm-hmm. what was the impulse? Like, did you feel like you just needed a vent? Or yeah. you, know, you wanted you them to see it, or see what it. was it? Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm like, I get tilted really easily, so when I see shit like that, I just go. I need to tell someone my frustrations. Let yeah. someone know that they should have done better at Worlds. Yeah. Uh, do you hope that they they read it, or did you not really care? This was just like you spewing your emotions out. 
I mean, it would be kind of nice if they read it, but <laughs> it'd be nice it if they read. It wasn't a main goal. Okay. <laughs> it would be nice if they know my frustration. Okay. Do you, do you feel like your frust do you feel like your frustrations outrival their frustrations when they read? <laughs> No, I definitely don't think that. Okay. Just in the heat of the moment, you know, I get really tilted. So, yeah. Do you so play you... League of Legends as a game? Yeah. Have you ever been, uh, you know, punished for behavioral issues in <laughs> League of Legends? It's really funny because legit two days ago I got punished and I couldn't talk and chat for 10 games. Cause... Okay. Was that Did your you first ever time being punished? That was my first time being punished. Do you ever receive like harassment by other people? Like, do you have a TSM logo or anything? Because one of the guys was saying, oh, you know, yeah. legit. You... The last game I played, I had a TSM logo, the new Worlds one, and someone's like, "Huh, TSM fan lol." And I was just like, "I mean, okay." Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you said exactly okay. Do yeah, you have... just like okay. Do you have other friends that watch competitive League of Legends? Uh, some, but not near as much as I do. Okay. Are they are they also TSM fans? I don't think so. I think they're like Mortals fans or some shit like that. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, have you ever gotten like an argument? Like, so you you say you don't post on Reddit much, but like, what about mm -hmm. Twitter or anything? Like, yeah. Have you ever like? I think that's that's where like a lot of the TSM fan suck mentality comes from. Is like their arguments with other people online. So like, yeah. yes, you've you've spewed on your own timeline, but like, has there been a post that you've responded to, and someone else responds to, and then you get in like this back and forth? Oh, yeah, I had a big argument about something. It was after Worlds, and I was just, like, talking about something. He was just talking about how NA could never do good at Worlds. Never. And I was like, that makes no sense. They have to, at some point, at least do decent. Yeah. What do you think TSM's chances are at this Worlds? I mean, I think they're a good enough team to reasonably make semis. I just, they have to play like it. I feel like they're really bad just choking on the international stage yeah even though i think they're good enough to be that they just this is play. so you play you say that you think they could get to semis this is surprising me i would expect yeah. like most tsm fans to be like oh they can definitely win well i think if they like like y'all saying if they got really lucky and missed out on playing like skt gets knocked out by someone longju gets knocked out by someone then yeah they could but realistically i would just be happy with the semis yeah Who's I mean, so favorite? so Sorry, if you think they uh, do, you think they need to dodge Korean teams to get to the semis, or do you think they'll they can get to the semis through a Korean team in quarters? I think they could beat Samsung. I don't. I I haven't watched a lot of Longju, so I don't know much. But I've watched SKT, and obviously they're gods. But I think they could legitimately beat Samsung in semis or quarters. Quarters. Yeah. You, who is your favorite player on TSM? Ooh, I love Hanser. Concert. He's my favorite. Yeah. Okay, so is it because he takes his shirt off? Oh yeah. Oh, he's amazing. So let's say TSM gets out of, or doesn't make it out of groups this year. First off, how are you going to feel? Is it going to be similar to last year, or are your expectations lowered? My expectations are a bit lower, but I would be probably more annoyed due to the fact that more how annoyed. easy this group should be. Okay, so you uh, maybe you'll go on Twitter and post all this stuff. Let me set up <laughs> yeah. a, a theoretical scenario. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you see TSM losing groups. You're yeah. super disappointed. They go out and they lose. It's embarrassing. They lost to the wild card team that somehow made it into their group. Yeah, they were they were so close yeah. to making it. They just need to get mm -hmm. the two seed, and they lose some wild card seed in their group. And yeah. misfits and uh, the other team yeah. get out. The next week okay. you are in the local 
Chick-fil-A line in South Carolina, <laughs> and Hanser is in front of you with his girlfriend. You see him. You recognize him. All right. Yeah. What do you say to him after he's let you down so much? And he didn't flash alt again on Kenan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would 100% not say anything to Hanser because he's a big dude, and I would get my ass handed to me. <laughs> okay. Okay, what would you say online later, though? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so, I would say so, so much shit because he didn't know it was me. So I would say so much shit Okay, online. so you admit to hiding behind the anonymity. Oh, yeah. Keyboard, keyboard warrior. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. All right. And you're okay with that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, why not? Very good. Yeah, why not? We learned why a lot not? tonight, Ron, and I feel like you uh, helped us. Do you us think you'll so ever change your – final question. Do you think you'll ever change your ways? Is there any hope for you in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I'm trying to be less toxic. But it's not working great. You know, and really, isn't that just the state of humanity as a whole? We're all trying to be less toxic. I mean, that should be the goal of every human. Yep, I agree. And really, I feel like we've learned a lot in this conversation. Thank you so much, Ron Swanson, for your time on the show. Enjoy your Southern Carolina Chick-fil-A. Have a good one. (laughs) Well, thank you to everyone who called in. Mark, I feel like this was a pretty... I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, I had a ton of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I uh, hopefully we get a chance to do this again next week before I leave for China, and then maybe we can figure out a way to do it once I'm in China. But uh, hopefully the fans enjoyed it too. Uh, fans, if you enjoyed it, please let us know. Or if you feel like it needs to be improved, feel free to tweet at us or leave a message or something like that. Uh, you know, Mark and my Twitter are up on screen right here below uh, below our names. A special shout out to Benson. I don't know if he's still in the chat, but Benson, who did all the graphics for the show. Uh, These are sick. Yeah, and that was really great. Um, we do have this Discord that I'm putting the info back up on screen for. Uh, if you guys want to join, I think in the future maybe we can shut. We can do some sort of announcement or post when the show's going to go live again, and then that'll that'll allow you. We see it, we have 83 people on the Discord, so maybe if you didn't get a chance to ask your question this time in the future, you will be able to. Uh, Mark, you have anything you want to shout out? Nope. Thanks everybody for watching. Thank you for calling in. I'm glad nobody trolled us. That was a, a big concern that we get somebody in the waiting room. They seem reasonable. They get on air. They they start screaming. But pretty cool fans overall, I'd yeah. say. So I like. Yeah. It. No. I mean, I think we were worried. You know, I thought this would be awkward or shitty, but uh, yeah. And hopefully, we get some guests on as well. Uh, everyone, this has been Hotline League. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, tune in next time. <laughs>